Visionary Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Marks, and I'm a stock market wealth investment mentor, speaker, and entrepreneur who has a passion for all things stock market investing, diving deep into quantitative and qualitative analysis, creating formulas and calculations that optimize stock market investing, and creating a life that fits your biggest and wildest dreams. You're in the right place if you're ready to tap into some investing strategies that aren't taught without getting a degree, working for an investment firm, and some that aren't even taught anywhere else in the world. Find deeper clarity on your investments and what your future can hold. Strengthen your understanding of recessions, stocks, and your money, and learn the tools to accelerate your investments and wealth. You're here to be a visionary investor, not an average one a passionate disruptor with uncommon goals in the investing world. It doesn't matter where you are in your investing journey. You're never too late to become a successful investor, and I'm here to help you do that. Let's get into the investing flow. Get into the investing flow. So I think when we're looking at economic data, it's really important to be mindful of what we're really looking for and how that then relates to the stock market. We're going to kind of go a little bit deep in this episode, and the reason for it is because I feel like there's a lot of missing information around everything you're seeing and investors are looking at in the stock market when it comes to the economy. There is so much noise out there. There are so many different economic indicators you can look at, and what I find is it just ends up confusing people because at the end of the day, you're seeing all these different metrics talked about differently in the news, there is so much noise. If you just go to marketwatch.com and look at some economic indicators that they share, you'll see so many different metrics and you don't need to look at all of them. I'm about to share with you something really incredible that exists to help you make it so much easier to get a better picture of the overall economy. Now I have to say, if you go to investopedia.com and find the top US economic indicators, you find a pretty good list. It talks about some important figures to look at, like GDP, employment numbers, industrial production, consumer spending, inflation, home sales, home building, construction spending, manufacturing demand, retail sales. These are some really good numbers, but with the help of an organization I'm about to share with you guys, actually two organizations rather, you can make this process so much more simple. Why not go directly to the source and figure out what's really going on here? Let's look at the organization that actually declares a U.S. recession, which is Enber, the National Bureau of Economic Research. According to Enber directly, a recession involves a significant decline in economic activity that's spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. Now, I think this is important to note because whether something's significant and lasting is a big factor here. If a number or some metrics come back one month and they're not so great, and A, it's not significant, and B, the next month, it's back on track, there are little lapses that happen, and it's normal and common for this to happen. So I think when we're looking at economic data, It's really important to be mindful of what we're really looking for and how that then relates to the stock market. Now, on Enber's FAQ page, there's actually a question here that's so relevant and I just don't think it's 
often enough looked at. It says, where does the committee obtain the data for the indicators that it generally consults in determining the dates of its monthly and quarterly chronologies? The answer, data for all indicators can be found and downloaded from FRED, which is the data website maintained by the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. These data series have been collected on a single web page. When you click, that brings you to the Federal Reserve Economic Data, the St. Louis Fed's website. Here are nine data points that Ember is considering turning points. This is very interesting because we hear about these turning points, but the way that Ember is looking at the data is a little bit different of a lens than what we're normally seeing. And there's some information here that is not really talked about so much in the news and in media. I mean, one simple example is inflation. You hear so much talk about inflation, but when the Fed is looking at inflation and Enber's looking at inflation, they're looking at something called PCE, which is personal consumption expenditures. You hear somewhat about that, but a lot of times we hear talk about CPI, which is consumer price index. And specifically, Ember actually goes a step further. They're looking at real personal consumption expenditures. We don't see data often for real personal consumption expenditures. Sure, you could calculate it, but the thing is, they're giving you the answers here. They're giving you the data, making it so much more simple. I'd rather look at these nine metrics than follow all of the economic indicators that you can see on Market Watch. I mean, a new one's coming out nearly each day, sometimes multiple per day, and it just gets so confusing. There's a indicator for everything out there. Why not focus on the ones that are the most important? So what's really interesting here is CPI gathers data from consumers. PCE gathers data from businesses. So we're looking at two different metrics here to essentially get to the same thing. What's the inflation rate? So CPI is measuring the change in out-of-pocket expenditures of all urban households. PCE is measuring the change in goods and services consumed by all households and nonprofit institutions that are serving households. So we have a little bit different of a methodology. And it's interesting because we do more often hear about CPI, but the Federal Reserve is using PCE. And likewise, Enber is also using PCE. So what's really going on here is there's a lot of different things you can look at, and it makes it really confusing for investors. A lot of investors may decide just not to look at anything because of the confusion, but we're trying to make this a little simpler for you. You want to look at Enber's data turning points because it's going to tell you what's going on longer term. Now, you may see a lot of fluctuations up and down in different metrics, but when we piece them together, we're actually able to look at a more complete picture. We're not gonna to talk too much about that here on this podcast, but if you are interested, I'd recommend joining Stock Market Millionaire because in the membership, we break down these nine data points, recessions, stock market cycles, and so much more. I think you'd really enjoy that knowledge and learning how to use this information to create the best stock portfolio for yourself learn more about the economy, where we are in economic cycles. Are we near a recession? Are we further away from a recession than people think? I think the biggest point I wanna make here is it's so easy to get lost, but over the long run, we've always noticed throughout each recession and throughout all of the economic indicators that we hear about, the stock market has continued to rise over the long term. Now, obviously, 
whether it rises one month or the next month or one year or the next year does depend on a bunch of different factors. But that's why it's so important to find companies that you feel so passionate about and that you really can see their growth and you think they're visionary companies because you don't have to worry so much about the shorter term indicators because over the longer term, when we're talking five years, 10 years out, what's going on with, you know, for instance, the employment level or industrial production or inflation, things eventually level out. Now, sure, could we hit a recession soon or within a year? Absolutely. But as an investor, when you're looking at a broader picture, that's a time where equities stocks go on sale. So that's a time where you've done your research and now you know, okay, this is a good investment. I believe in it. I feel strongly that they're able to weather this storm. So I've done my research and I feel confident investing into this company. And you know, if we're in the middle of or near a recession, rather, you know then that there's a chance, sure, this stock may go down for a couple months, for six months, for eight months. I may have more buying opportunities because of that. And that's just a great thing to know. And it's a great thing to be able to spot. Because if you're just investing into a stock, but you have no idea about economic cycles, then it's so easy to say you can't time the market, just dollar cost average, just put money in randomly. But when you're actually able to understand the broader picture and take a step back when you're looking at the economy, then you have a better understanding of what's going on in the market, where we are in the cycles. And generally, when we hit a recession, stocks decline. They may decline 20%, 30%, 40%. It really depends. They could decline more. Over the past eight recessions, dating back to the 1960s, the S&P 500 from the beginning of the recession to the low point in the recession has declined an average of about 24%. So some stocks will decline more, some less. And this is also variant because each recession may look different. For instance, in the 2007 recession, the S&P 500 dropped almost 51%, where in the 2020 recession, it only dropped 23%. Now, both of these, of course, are large drops and you would lose a lot of money if you sold your investment in the S&P 500. But if you were able to see and predict that in the future, you feel strongly, you feel confident that the stock market is going to go back up, you would be more confident holding on to your investments and possibly even purchasing more when the stock market went down. This same methodology applies for individual stocks. Now, they may have bigger fluctuations, some stocks. Other stocks, you'll notice the fluctuations are less than the S&P 500. But it's all about these patterns. You're going to see that dip. You're going to see that incline. You're going to see over the long term where stocks and where the stock market goes. And it's really important to start learning more about these cycles so that you can feel more confident understanding where the stock market is heading over the long term and not get so caught up in the day-to-day price movement and in the day-to-day news. Because honestly, I remember when I was trying to follow all the news, it was so confusing and complex. And guess what? It didn't need to be because at the end of the day, so much of that information wasn't impacting the longer term price prediction that I had on my investments or that you have on your investments. It's shorter term. And of course, if we hit a recession, companies are going to have a hard time. 
they're going to have to make changes, but a great company will see a recession is near and a year before, six months before, maybe even longer than both of those, the company will be preparing for that so that once the recession hits and we're in a really difficult time, they're able to have a strategy and plan. That's visionary investing. Those are the companies that you want to invest into because those companies, management is doing an amazing job handling the company when it's down, when the market is not doing well, when the economy is not doing well. They're figuring out, all right, how do we pivot? How can we still make money? How can we still grow? Or how can we set ourselves up for when we come out of the recession? How can we grow? How can we position ourselves better? These are visionary companies, and so many of them exist, but it takes a little digging and it takes looking at it from a different perspective. If you just dive into research and you're unsure what method to take, it can be really difficult to get a broader perspective here. It can be so difficult to understand what stocks to invest into and to find those visionary companies. That's why we show you how to do it. And if you're interested, you're going to want to look at Stock Market Millionaire. That's our membership that helps you learn how to grow your income passively to reach a six plus figure stock portfolio. So in there, we break down beginner concepts, intermediate concepts, advanced concepts, and that guides you on all of this in greater detail, but also stays true to this concept of finding visionary companies without going too crazy because you really can dive into data and news and just never end. There's just so much information out there. So it's figuring out what those boundaries are, what your plan is, and figuring out a strategy so you can feel comfortable investing. Thanks for listening to this episode. Kindly subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all other platforms at The Visionary Investor. And hope you have a great day.